Do you have goals for your life? Do you want to grow in God? Join me as we deep dive into real and relevant strategies that ignite you to seek God and slay goals. Hey, y'all. Get ready for a discussion about life, business, relationships, and more, all from a biblical perspective. And I'm your host, Felicia L. Henry. All right. Hey, guys, we are back. I am so excited to be back here on the podcast with you all. We are in our first interview episode of season two. We took a little break uh, at the top of the new year, but we're back and I'm so excited. As always, our guests are always amazing. And today's guest is no stranger to the podcast, Miss AJ Pitts. She was with us last year. Um, If you want to hear that episode, go check out episode 14. We talked about an uncompromised walk and talk, and it was a dope episode. So please go make sure you listen to that episode. And also, if you remember, at the end of last year, uh, we started the Seek God Slay Goals Economic Freedom Fund. And we gave out some business grants to some small business owners. We also did a brand booster award where one um, business owner received um, a new website, new logo, um, and some other things. And AJ and her uh, business, Magenta Madison, they were our sponsors for that brand booster award. So I'm excited to have AJ back. We're going to be talking about um, Another topic that I'm excited about, and we'll get into that. But without further ado, Miss AJ, how are you? Hello, hello, Felicia, and thank you again for having me on the podcast. I am doing very, very well. Um, and yeah, I'm just I'm just happy to be here. And I'm happy to share, you know, some of my insights, some of my quirks, um, and and just just very happy to be here. So I'm going to let AJ introduce herself. AJ has a way with words. Um, So go ahead, introduce yourself. Let people know who you are. If they, you know, don't know who you are, let them know who you are, what it is you do. Yeah, so I am AJ Pitts. Um, I am a faith-based entrepreneur. I am a poet. I'm a speaker. I am a purpose-filled vessel. And um, I cultivate spaces and places that empowers others to live in their authentic dope unapologetically unhindered and uncompromised. Um, And one of my entrepreneurial endeavors um, is exactly what Felicia advised, which is the Magenta Madison Brand Studio, where we specialize in faith-based brand management. Um, So through that, I have had an opportunity um, to encounter a lot of different God vessels, even those that are not dipped and fried in Jesus, as I would like to say. Um, But also I have, I am the chief editor of the Dear Dope Empowerment Letters, um, where you can go um, directly to my website, ajpits.tv forward slash connect, and you can connect there. I'm also a wife to an Air Force um, sergeant. I am a mom um, to a very energetic three-year-old that keeps me on my toes. (laughs) Um, But um, I'm very multifaceted. And um, again, I'm just very happy to be here um, to talk about just not only business, but just things that I've learned in my personal journey, not only in Christ, um, but just life, period. Awesome. So our topic for today, just so our listeners are are with us, we're going to be talking about when business building and personal identity collide. And I think this is going to be really good. So first, talk to us about how you even started your business. How did it come about? I know there's a lot of people who, um, who might want to start a business they might not know where to start they might be a little bit of fearful about you know taking that leap so what did that process look like for you in starting your business 
So what that process looked at like was I um, started off as um, one foot in the door in corporate, in a corporate career. Um, and I, I wanna add a successful corporate career, not necessarily for clout, but just to tell you how strong the call of God <laughs> was on my life. Um, and then um, the other foot was in starting a business. Now, um, I wanna preface that by saying your girl had no desire to be an entrepreneur. I actually used to declare and say, well, I, I don't wanna be an entrepreneur. Why would I wanna run things when I can just come to work, do my job and leave? And that must, I'm sure that must have made God laugh because that was definitely not his plan for my life. Um, and um, after numerous years um, in, the, in the corporate arena, um, and I was a, a pretty high up, the Lord just was like, yeah, psych your mic, uh, I need you to come out. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, what? I mean, I was pursuing um, promotion after promotion, actually getting these promotions, um, some, sometimes even being tapped on the shoulder just for just for just going higher and higher. And God was like, yes, I need you to come out. So, um, and what I mean by that is that I, at the time I didn't have a relationship with God, but it was so profound. The Holy Spirit's voice was so strong that it was undeniable that it was God um, because it definitely went against everything that I personally felt I wanted to do. Because like I said, I had no desire for entrepreneurship in any capacity. Um, what that looked like then was just me a couple of months of, all right, maybe I could do both trying to play games and then God was like, oh, no. And then I ended up um, leaving my career behind um, in the corporate arena, that is, and God really dealing with me. So at that time, I was going, I did not really have a relationship with Christ. This was about um, the first time, around the first time that I can notably say that I started really hearing from God and knowing, I should say, that it was God. And now I'm starting a relationship with God. And then he called me to go to grad school, which was also funny because your girl used to say, why would I go to grad school? Why would I need to get a master's degree <laughs> when I make so much money with a, with a, um, with a bachelor's degree? God laughed, I'm sure, again, because now he's called me to come out of corporate America, start um, a very vigorous MBA program. It was like a one-year MBA program, which was bananas for me at the time. Um, and um, so in, in addition to that, I'm starting a business doing, you know, go in grad school, taking on new debt. So it's like, you want me to leave my job to take on new debt and I have to figure out whether the business um, is going to last. And the thing is, God was like, you know, I later recognized it wasn't about whether I need to figure it out. It's that he already had a plan for me, plans to prosper me and not to harm me. Just like Jeremiah 29, 11 said, like my life literally was the manifestation of that, um, of that scripture. And um, after that, I went through a lot of struggles internally because a lot of my identity had been wrapped up and unknowingly so in my career and me being known to have such a, a like a prestigious prestigious jobs and me being known um, as an intellect and a strategist and all these different things um, that were directly tied to what I did for a living and I didn't know that it was intertwined um, so much so in that but it was down to any notoriety I had amongst peers or even some family members they would love to say oh you know AJ's traveling all the time da 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 and the, needless to say they didn't know that your girl was exhausted. I was tired. I was anxious, all these different things. And this is why God called me out. And I have to make it clear that I didn't want to leave because, um, and, and that God called me out is because like many people who start a business or who are in a, um, whose, whose identity is wrapped up in their career or um, tangible things, I would have stayed and suffered through the anxiety because the world painted it as strength or the world painted team no sleep as something um 
uh, to get an accolade for. <laughs> Whereas I didn't know that I, it was toxicity. I didn't know that I wasn't living life in abundance like like God, like the word of God tells us. I didn't realize that I was just existing. I wasn't living, and and God, but God knew. Um, and he loved me enough to pull me out even when I didn't want to go to put a whole bunch of things on me. And I and I hear people say a lot that, that he won't put more on you than you can bear. The Lord definitely did put more on your girl than he could bear in that time. OK, I don't, I don't know where, where, where they got that from. But um, the thing is, is that it that's good because the Bible also tells us that in my in our weakness, his strength is made perfect. So it was definitely more than I can bear, but it was not more than God can bear. And I'm glad to say that I'm out on the other side. I'm still going through processes in business building um, and learning business. I definitely made a ton of mistakes, um, definitely had to implement things like processes that I know that's your forte, Felicia, because that, that definitely <laughs> was a thing for me. I was definitely business savvy, but I did not have processes in place because I always relied on um, the corporations in which I work for to have those processes in place and I would follow along. So um, again, it, it was a lot of, for with the business building, what I recognize, a lot of it tied to personally, to me personally. So when I hear people tell say business is impersonal, I think that's one of the biggest lies and fallacies that we can ever be told because it is through business that I learned, a, um, well, partly through business where I, I deepened my relationship with Christ. God had to uh, like unhinge and break off a lot of things in me, deal with a lot of things in me, pride, um, to being too intellectual. And when I say being too intellectual, meaning relying so much on my intellect that Holy Spirit couldn't move. I'm trying to be so logic based and add, add practicality instead of going with what I knew, like it, what people would call a gut instinct, which I knew was really Holy Spirit now. Um, instead of going with that leading, there, um, there are just so many things he had to deal with me um, relative to consistency. There's so much things that he had to deal with me relative to personally um, that directly impacted how successful my business was and was not. Um, and I'm glad to say again that I'm out on the other side. I'm still learning a lot of things. I'm still building. But um, the, I, the, the nucleus of what I had to learn is that who I was in Christ directly correlated not only to everything in life, but particularly to business. So business was personal and it started with a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Wow. You said so many good things and um, you mentioned identity and we're going to come back, circle back to that. But even just the whole process of, you know, we have our plans. We think we're going to, our lives are going to be a certain way, or we're going to do things a certain way. And God has a totally different plan for us. And we're like, really God, I, I really feel like God is a comedian. I say this all the time, <laughs> he is. like laughing at us, like, yeah, okay. But then even when you step out, it's like still having to um, have this level of trust because you don't even know, like you said, you know, business is personal and it really strengthens your relationship um, with God because you have to trust him. You like, there's no true security unless you're secure in Christ when you're trying to, you know, you know, if you're faith-based, of course, and you're trying to start this business and you're trying to follow him and follow his leading and do what he's telling you to do. It's like, you have to have this level of trust. Your faith has to be top notch to be able to continue on. So I love that you said that business is personal. Um, but before we go into the whole identity piece a little deeper, you know, I think, um, a lot of people want, there's a difference between starting a business and building a business. A lot of people are excited to start a business, but really talk about what the difference is between starting a business and actually building a business. 
So um, the difference I would say between starting a business and building a business is anyone can, you know, buy a um, domain name. Okay, anyone can you know go and register the register their business, whether it's going to be an LLC um, or or whatever type of business entity or structure you want to put in place with your state. Anyone can register a trademark. Anyone can start writing a name, you know, whatever quirky name you want to come up with, you know, and put it on a T-shirt and say, "Hey, I have a business." But there are actual. But when we're now talking about building a business, now we're talking about structure we're talking about process we're talking about it's automation um relevant for your business we're now talking about marketing of course because you can have a great product and but if you have i'm going to be honest with you and whack marketing it's not it doesn't matter how great your product is so when we start talking about building and we're not talking about just any marketing i want to say we're talking about strategic marketing tactical things knowing how to storytell knowing how to content create now also we're now talking and I won't even necessarily say just a business plan. Um, I know that, of course, um, um, I know that, you know, we're told that we always have to have a business plan, but I can tell you that I did not start off with a business plan, even though I was familiar with how to do one. Um, that's just not how my mind operated. And what I recognized is that God had to help me to unlearn certain things um, be based off of how I learned that I conform to based off of what I learned as far as, you know, schooling, formal education, or even in the corporate arena. Now, I'm not negating that a business plan is a necessity, but building a business doesn't just mean writing the plan, but it actually means the execution aspect of it it doesn't mean just word of mouth it means there's so many different nuances to building that that business so you can start a business so you you technically started a business even from the um, inception of the idea from you writing it down in that notebook or if you're like me writing it in the notes within your phone you started that business if you file for your official um, documentation um, your organization you, you know your organization um, your I forgot what the, the documents called I haven't done it in so long but your um, excuse me your articles of incorporation at your you know on the local state level you've technically started that business but that doesn't mean that you've executed what what's necessary to actually build it build it looks like building it means not only putting pretty graphics in place on social media building it means not just going live on social media but actual actually creating call to actions actually converting people into sales because you're not a business if you don't have sales and you're not a profitable business if you're only making revenue but you're constantly in deficit Ooh. so building a business building a business means profitability i see a lot of people and i hear a lot of people talking about um you know oh you know they, they, they have a business because they're showing they, they got the t-shirt with the name on it etc cetera, etc cetera. and the thing is is that but what what's your numbers looking like are you in the red constantly are you but are, are are you in the black like what do you know what that means um are you calling yourself a ceo but you are a sole proprietorship like they're they're so the, and, and I'm not saying that is shade to anyone, but just understanding what business looks like, and even taking that a step further with believers, I hear a lot of people and I, they talk, talk about marketplace ministry. Business people don't call it marketplace; only the church does. And I think that sometimes um, that can be a I've seen that to be a hindrance. Um, sometimes being too religious, um, and I'm telling you as someone who is dipped and fried in, in, in Jesus but being so religious that we are now operating um, in the world um, 
in like a bubble where we can't actually build our business because we think, oh, I have faith in Jesus, so he's going to implement systems. No, you need to go ahead and hire a Felicia Henry and stop playing <laughs> or, or figure out what that system looks like. Um, another thing that I've seen um, is like, well, God told me to do this. God told me to do that. And that may be fine, but he will also give you the practical, actual steps as to what needs to take place. Um, and or if you don't know how know what that um, that is, he will provide you with the tangible resources, and it may be in that of a person, it may be that in that of software, it may be that it, it, it could be a, a it's an actual tangible resource. And sometimes what I see is that a lot of Christians they negate the building aspect. They understand, all right, I started the business, I, I stepped out on faith, but they don't understand that you actually have to, there's an actual process in place. I think about Joshua where, you know, God, Jesus, God told them, yeah, yo, this land is flown with milk and honey. This is yours. This is of course the AJ virgin. This is yours fam, go ahead and possess it. And what I believe is that Christians are just like that. They believe that the land flowing in milk and honey is there. They believe that the business is there, but they won't cross the Jordan and possess that thing. And they had to fight in Joshua. They had to fight all 12 chapters, okay? They was out here they, and it was a different strategy. That's the one thing I love about the Bible because it ties to business too. There was a different strategy with each city they had to conquer. There's a different strategy with each business. There's a different strategy in each aspect of your business. How you would market a product is not the same way you would market a service. And that so when we talk about building, it's understanding that there's strategy involved in possessing the land. And God gave Joshua and the Israelite strategy as well. So when I when I see Christians think that oh they 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 like the the concept and the understanding and the belief of the idea which is starting the business which is just like um, the correlation I'm making in Joshua that oh I understand that I have the land flowing with milk and honey I understand that there's the fruit is nice just like we spied out and saw so they understand that they need to start the business but it it none of that mattered for Joshua and the Israelites unless they picked up their feet crossed the Jordan and then for AI they. They had to hold out their javelin for for Jericho they had to walk around a seven times and, mm -hmm. a, and the, the priest had to be at a certain place they had to be at a certain place they couldn't talk at a certain time then at the seventh time they it was when they could shout there was so much intricacy in the not only the strategy but the tactics employed and there's no difference in business so a lot of times when we, we don't see we see people okay with under and, and having an understanding of their business idea understanding of the promised land but um building that building the business possessing that promise and requires also strategy and it's a tactical thing it's not just spiritual it's yes prayer works yes prayer changes things yes you come out of prayer with strategy but you got to move on that strategy because as the bible says faith without works is dead and what i've seen is that a lot of people think that um just faith in the business without working on the business um is going to yield profitability and that's just simply not the case yeah. Oh my goodness. This is so good. Um, and I think one of the reasons why I wanted to really talk about the different differentiation is because, you know, like you said, a lot of believers, a lot of Christians, we're good at the faith part. We're good at having the vision, but then actually the execution, the work, the strategy, um, you know, sometimes we're not so good at that. And when I think about building, you mentioned Joshua, when I think about building, I also think about Nehemiah and how, you know, he had the vision, he had the desire to go back and rebuild the wall, but it wasn't just like, oh, let me go rebuild the wall. There was a lot of 
planning, a lot of strategy. You know, um, he had a, he had a team. There was there was a lot that went into it. There were a lot of specifics in order to get the job done. Um, and so I think it's really important for us to understand, like, yes be led by God. Yes, pray. Yes, have faith. But we also have to understand that this is going to take work. There's strategy that's going to be involved. We need a team. And even you saying, you know, sometimes we're calling ourselves the CEO when we're really the solopreneur, like there's levels to it. And, and if we are going to build, um, you know, the business that God has truly called us to, then we have to understand those different levels. So I'm glad we were able to to talk about that, but let's circle back now and and get back into this whole identity piece as it relates to uh, business. So for you and your journey, you know, how did your personal identity affect your business or vice versa? How did the business kind of collide per se with your uh, business? So I would say um, your girl was moving whack. I was just so prideful. <laughs> And I didn't know it um, because unfortunately from the world that I came from, as far as like in, in corporate specifically, pride, what, what was seen as, what's really pride was seen as like strength or being a beast or a go-getter. And it's not, it wasn't, it was pride. And what happened now is that God gave me the business idea and I ran with it without God. The Bible tells us to, to, and, you know, to trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not on your own understanding and in all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path so I acknowledged him to give me the idea but I did not acknowledge him to direct my path as far as the execution of that idea and it was pride that hindered me from doing that and I see um, a lot of I've seen that with other believers as well where they don't realize it's an operation I didn't realize it was an operation because it was so um, integral in how I I moved in business that I didn't realize that it was a problem until it, it was, just, I was just yielding small fruit, um, meaning like, you know, a $300 client, a $500 client when the, when I wasn't used to that type of um, money, <laughs> I should say. So it stood out to me because I'm like, well, God gave me this idea. So surely he didn't cause me, call me to be broke, <laughs> you know, from making pennies and honestly, probably working harder than I actually did when I was in corporate. And so a guy had to like crucify that. And the thing is, is that when he crucified um, the pride, it didn't look like, oh, you know, God, I give you my pride. It looked like me praying about something about my husband or like, God, why is he doing this and help him to do this? And God was like, yeah, but what about your mouth? Mm. What about the way that you run things <laughs> and run with things and you don't ask him? You mean just like what you do with me. <laughs> so, yeah, that's how Holy Spirit yoked me up. And I'm like, huh? And you would think that we're talking about husband and we're talking about personal and then it directly translated to business because that's exactly what I did. I ran, he gave me the idea and I ran with it without God. I didn't ask for strategy. I didn't know to ask for strategy either. And thank God, thank, I'm thankful to God that he's merciful and he's gracious. But the thing is that he had to literally crucify um, pride in me by yoking me up and, and convicting me. And I, I'm, I'm ever so glad that he did because it did not just apply to business. It applied to every area of my life. Um, as I told you, like even with my husband. So now I'm looking at every facet of like, how was, you know, what am I doing and what, what do I need to resubmit back to God so that my business could be successful, but also so my marriage, so my relationships, um, whether that's, you know, whether we're talking about marriage wise, but also like in, with my parents, with my friends, all of it tied together and we were talking and I'm talking about business so 
I say all, all, all that to say is that God had to crucify in me the personal things that I had. And part of that also was rejection issues. Um, I had unhealed trauma. I didn't even know it was called rejection issues at the time, but I realized that I had daddy issues, mommy issues, all sorts of things that definitely in, like would intertwine into my business. So now when people would not decide not to would talk and we would go through a consultation and they decide that they weren't going with me, all of a sudden, what, what, what comes up? My rejection is just like, well, why would they do that why aren't they doing this why you know why didn't they want my product or their why didn't yeah. they want my service and we think that that's not personal but it had nothing to do with that it's the, the the point of the matter is that some people play games it's not personal that's just who they are it had nothing to do with me but because I was unhealed in that area as far as my rejection issues I would look at it as like a, a, a personal attack on my life and it was just simply not, I don't want your service. Um, I would take things like, um, even along those lines, like even if they told me, didn't tell me no, but they just didn't hit me back, it would, all of a sudden what's coming up is the times when my dad told me he would come and he didn't come. <laughs> like, what does that have to do with business? But it does. Because now I was like, man, they're turning their back on me just like my dad did. And I didn't say it like that, but that is what was being, it, but that's what the unhealed trauma or the unhealed issues that was being, I was correlating it to in my life. And so what, how, what God had to do was literally deal with me personally. I would go to God about business, but every time he would turn it back to like, let's talk about what happened with your father. Let's talk about how you guys interact now. Let's talk about what happened, things that your mother said to you, um, you know, that you think like even down to people pleasing. So there was a time where my mother would say a lot of things to me, like, um, you know, she would like, she, that when I go out of the house that I'm a representation of her and my dad and I'm a representation of my family, that bared weight on me. That's not of God. And I know my mother didn't mean it like that, but I'm, that's not of God. I'm a representation of Jesus Christ. And that weight that I'm trying to bear on, in fa on fallible, human, uh, fallible human beings of what they think I should do, what they think I should look like is now causing pressure in business and thinking that, oh man, I got, I have to make my mom proud of me. I have to do this so that she will, you know, so that she'll be proud of me, so that she'll see that I really started a business. Now I'm not starting a business to glorify God or to, you know, to put my family in a better place. But now I'm trying to start, I'm, I'm, I'm going, pursuing the things of business in an effort to get a data boy from my parents. That's not of God either. And that's, that's, um, that's bondage. So God had to deal with me in these areas because it meant that I cared more. I, I started making idols in essence of my life, idols of my pride, idols of what other people thought of me, idols of my trauma and my unhealed rejection issues instead of where God should have been. Those, those issues were running my business. What, you know, how I wanted to be seen by people, how I wanted to be accepted by people was running my business and it couldn't grow in a, in a place of weeds because those were weeds. And so God had to deal with me personally in that. And it looked like many different things, so much more than we can go into on this podcast, but it started with me really allowing Holy Spirit to chase in me and not, not, and, and listening, actually learning the voice of God and going through the trials, going through the situations, whether that meant even sometimes distancing myself from some people who I, who God had to heal me from. Sometimes there were bouts where I didn't talk to my, my parents as much as I once did, because it was, it would have served as a hindrance um, to the healing that God wanted to do. Now, once God got me to that place where, um, 
I was no longer controlled my emotions and my um, ungodly soul ties to even my parents uh, were no longer no longer there. Then my I noticed that directly my business starts building. I started attracting clients a certain level of clients, um, and that's another thing. When I was unhealed, I would attract unhealed clients. I would attract the ones with the, the ones with the wayward minds, the one with their rejection issues. So now our rejection issues are partying together and we're calling it business building. And it wasn't what it was, was waywardness. What it was, was a lack of systems. Was it was what it was, was a lack of saying no and setting boundaries because I wanted to make sure, oh, well, they, you know, I know you changed your mind last minute, but let me try to adhere to it anyway, because I cared so much about pleasing them when it was a business transaction. So um, I hope that I'm answering your question because I just felt led to go in a little deeper there. But yeah, business and per, um, business for me be, was very personal because God had to deal with my personal issues, my personal trauma, and the things that were seriously blocking um, the blessing of um, of pro, excuse me of profitability in my business um, because. I was attracting the wrong clients. I was moving the wrong way in business. I was relying so heavily on the on, on my faith and not actually moving and working in that faith. So there were just so many facets that directly correlated to who, who I thought I was and who God need, who God knew I was. Yeah, um, you definitely answered the question, and um, I can relate to a lot of what you were saying when I started my business. Um, you know, there were a lot of things that were uncovered personally, same like rejection, fear, all types of stuff that I didn't even know was an issue that was uncovered once I started my business. And I think a lot of people can really relate to that. Um, but from a different perspective, sometimes there might be someone who they might be strong in the faith. They might already already have kind of dealt with some of their issues. And then when they go into business, um, you know, sometimes society or your environment can affect your character. And so from that perspective, you know, how do you kind of stay grounded in your faith while you're, you know, literally running a business, quote unquote, in the world? So how I do stay grounded in my character is I pray prayers like, Lord, make me habitually unimpressed make me, I actually go into meetings and say, God, make me off, make me make sure that I don't try to people, please kill me, right? Kill my flesh right now, Lord. And I fast a lot. Some people don't think that fasting is a business strategy, um, but there are many people who know that absolutely it is. But I have to fast a lot to kill my flesh because my rejection issues that my, that, like fear, all these things are, are that of our soul, our soul, our mind, our will and our emotions, and it's part of our flesh. So if I kill my flesh through fasting and prayer, I, that's how I stay authentic. That's how I stay renewed and sharpened in the gifts of God in me and not what I think is my intellect, what I think is just, you know, my own, my own greatness. I, it allows me to stay humble for real because ain't nothing like wanting some chicken wings and you can't eat it okay that ain't nothing <laughs> like that to humble you and I'm being honest because I like to eat so for me to fast it's actually a, it, it really is a sacrifice because I enjoy every fast right. of eating. Thanks. so but I have to look at it like yo if I can kill my flesh if I can tell mom I, I'm telling my body yeah I want them wings yeah I want that food yeah I want that curry chicken with the rice and peas and the side of plantain yeah I want all of that okay but I want God more 
I'm telling my flesh who's the boss, who's in charge, and it's not you. It's it's Holy Spirit in me. And what and 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 when I do that, I, when I look at fasting as a as that type of transaction. Um, what I now am doing, what I now am doing with my character, when those feelings boil up where someone says something stupid and I want to respond back out of, not out of wisdom, my, my flesh remembers, oh, you ain't the boss of her, Holy Spirit is. How, when I see people move unintegral in business, because there's still some certain cir business circles that I'm a part of that are not um, necessarily all Christian, they're still of the world. And when I'm and I, I've gained the knowledge that I need and I, I put aside what I don't, I don't feel the need to change or if they're cussing or if they're talking about um, just things that I don't believe in, I don't just say, oh, let me join the conversation so I can have some type of, um, so we can identify in some way. And this is, I'm telling you, this is something that I used to think that I would need to do in order to create a rapport. I, I the, the rapport that I create is in being myself. Now, while I'm not unrighteously judging them or have judge um, unrighteously judgmental language that I might say, oh girl, that's not of God. Or I don't say that type of stuff because I don't expect certain people to be of God if, if they're not professing to be of God. But at the same time, I don't go in there cussing because they're cussing. I don't go in there, um, you know, doing, talking certain way to, or, or moving a certain way just because other people are doing it. I choose because I just, even through fasting that because I decided that my flesh is no longer in charge of me, I decided that unhealed, like that my, my emotions aren't in charge of me. I've even decided that what I feel is not um, in charge of me that, but what the Holy Spirit says is in charge of me. I'm not, I walk, I can walk into places more confident and it's because of a decision. And because I decided, I believe that God partnered with that decision and I have, um, I just have more, like more vigor and more substance when I go into places um, and more discipline as a relative, as, as it relates to that, the Bible tells us that a fruit of the Holy Spirit is self-control. So, so I'm, it, I've seen, this is an actual manifested thing in my life because of fasting and because of, mainly because of a decision that, that I made. Now, another thing that helps me stay grounded in my character is knowing the word of God. I think that people negate that even in business. I understand the word of God. I understand what he says about me. I understand that it's not turned off because we're not inside of a church building. For me, being in a church building was never really a thing anyway. I, uh, I, had a relationship with I learned or strengthened my relationship with God in a what was some would consider an unorthodox way so for me it's not about being in a building it's it's literally wherever I'm at this is this is I'm, I'm representing Christ I'm representing God and and with that being said my character um it subsequently changed because of my decision my not a decision just to you know to say a few hallelujahs, but a decision that even in private, that God is first, that even that making him first in everything, even with how I manage my money, even my personal finances, how I manage my, how my, my marriage thrives, how, uh, how, you know, how, even how I wake up, what my day looks like, I decided to put God first. And when I decided to practice that in in essence i trained my body the same way when you're working out you're training your body your muscles and to to look a certain way to be strengthened that's exactly what i did even if in the smallest things even if it meant when i'm going to like if i wanted to make a target run i'll ask holy spirit should i go now or later like i trained myself i i started doing a practice of training myself where i'll be led by holy spirit and not by me and as a result it literally is second nature Whereas when I go in places, I can remain who I am 
because I because I've already put in that strength training, so to speak, like we would if we were working out, if we're exercising, I put in the exercise in training myself to allow the Lord, as the scripture says in Proverbs, to, to direct my path, to acknowledge him in all my ways. So what happens now is that when because we understand, um, because I understand that um, the Holy Spirit dwells in you. I don't think that it's turned off because I'm in business. It doesn't mean that I'm walking around praying in tongues and speaking in tongues and say, oh, Holy Spirit dwells in me when I'm in business meetings or amongst like C-suite executives. That's not necessarily what I'm doing, but I have an understanding. And because I have an understanding of that, of, of Holy Spirit operating into me, in me, because I have an understanding that I'm a daughter of a king, because I have an understanding that I'm reconciled to Jesus Christ because I have an understanding that I'm a royal priesthood because I understand that I'm a peculiar people. Now I don't, I can go into these places and not sway to who they, who they are because the truth of the word of God literally lives in me and I walk it out every day. Wow. I hope y'all are listening and taking notes. I mean, so much good stuff was just said. Um, I, I don't even have a follow-up to that. <laughs> um, <laughs> But I guess for the person who is in the process of building their business or starting their business, you know, um, I mean, you could either share some of your lessons or even just some advice you would give them in kind of managing or navigating the process. What would you say to them? Well, well, first thing that I would say is truly understand who you are in Christ, not who the world tells you. And I hear some people say, you know, my truth, my truth, my truth. Your truth is not the truth. What the Bible tells us Jesus is the way, the truth, and the light. So with that being said, your truth is not truth. What your dad did to you, what your mom did to you, the people that told you you weren't enough, the world telling you that you have imposter syndrome, which is really a mass, a, a cute way of saying fear. That's not who you are. Understand who, what the Bible says about you. And it's not so that you can um, prosper spiritually only, but so that it can manifest in every area of your life, inclusive of business. Because what I've learned through um, not only myself, but even members on my team, when we've had like, like just issues with clients, and when I say issues, it's specifically like they're constantly changing their mind. They're constantly like all over the place. And, they're a lot, and most of them were Christians. Um, it's because they didn't, their identity was not truly rooted in Christ. They would go through the motions. They would go through saying the words. They can quote scripture, but they weren't living the word. They didn't have a true um, manifestation of the majesty of God in their life because they were not really rooted. And, and so I, I would suggest that truly you can, I believe that you can do it simultaneously, but it would be better if you did it first. Um, and that truly submitting yourself to God and making him Lord over your life so that he can Lord your emotions, he can Lord your traumas, he can Lord your rejection issues, he can Lord your daddy issues or whatever um, is your thing. He can Lord that rape that you might've gone through. He can Lord which the, the hor horrible things that that past lover or that past husband or that past um, spouse said to you. He can Lord all of those things because if you don't, if you don't allow God to police those things, so to speak, what's gonna happen is it's gonna bubble over into business and it's going to bubble over not only into those you're called to serve but those who are called to serve you and that has happened a lot um, when I first started our business so much so that I had to implement um 
certain questionnaires and certain processes in place where everyone doesn't just get a consultation with um, the Magenta Madison brand studio or our team. You have to go through a series of questions because we need to see, see how serious you are, but not only how serious you are, but what we're doing is using, uh, seeing how you answer the questions, how much depth or how much you don't, and, um, depth you don't answer the questions to determine um, if this is just an, if you're at the, I'm at a start a business stage or if you're ready to build a business as we talked about earlier. So um, it's very important to to actually be healed um, or to actually be submitted to the process of healing because I don't want you to think that you have to get it all perfect because I definitely didn't. But it, um, I would suggest that you do that. I would also suggest that you have godly counsel. Um, some people call it coaches. Some people call it mentorship. I believe coaches are definitely important. Um, even coaches have coaches. And um, so I believe that it's very important to you to have someone um, that you're not bleeding all over, but also someone that you take counsel from, a mentor or, or, or coach, um, and they and I, it would be even better if they were Christian or they were not just saying they were Christian, but actually submitted to God. That way they can give you both aspects. They can tie the spiritual with the with the natural. They can um, tie the spiritual things of God with applicability to that actual physical um, execution points um, so that we're not just so staying so in, um, so in faith that we're not actually executing the things of God. Um, so I think mentorship um, and also reading a lot people watching is not a problem. If you do not have the funds or anything like that, there was a point where even though I had, you know, money saved and things like that from corporate, your girl ran through it and I had to make life decisions and I would take advantage of free webinars, free things. Don't use the information that you're learning when you attend these free webinars. Some people have, I know if you were like me, have notebooks and notebooks, notes and notes in your phone filled with tons of solid information that people are giving out for free. And, and the thing is that unfortunately I didn't utilize a lot of those things at first. And that was to my detriment. And now I do, I'm in a place where I pay for um, a certain business advice. I do have business mentorship um, as well. Um, and I pay for different programs or whatever is necessary. I invest in that. And I, I wanna be clear, it's an investment. Um, don't be afraid to invest if you are in a place where you can financially invest um, in better training. Don't, it doesn't matter what background you came from. Um, I have, I came from a, a building corporations, literally um, Fortune 500, even Fortune 100 corporations. Um, and so while I was very um, business savvy, understood the financials of different corporations and how to build them in a certain way, um, based off of my specialization at that time, I did not know how to build a business from scratch. And I didn't realize that I went in proud, I went in cocky thinking that I knew what I was doing because of, you know, all the, you know, the great names that I have had a part, an integral part in as far as um, managing the, um, their business strategy. And it didn't matter because when not only was I building a new business from the ground up, I was building a God business from the ground up. So it required not only intel, spiritual intel, divine intel, but it required natural intel to building that business from the ground up, the things that will be required um, to make sure that I'm in sync, not only with God, but in sync with the laws of the laws of the land. So I think that mentorship making sure that you have access to a lot of knowledge and first and foremost, making sure that you, you're, you have a relationship rooted in Christ, not religion, not just, oh, say a few hallelujahs, but an actual prayer life and actual fasting life. So that even what you learn, even the mentorship that you had, you're actually able to, um, with the supernatural grace of God, use that information because I believe that as a believer, 
we have an advantage over the over the over the people who don't have Holy Spirit. And if we marry the things, the natural things, the, the knowledge that I spoke about, the mentorship that I spoke about, if we marry that with actually having um, Holy Spirit in a prayer life, we should be catapulting um, aggressively beyond uh, what we are, a lot of people who do not have God, who we are seeing that and deem as successful. Like we have super, the supernatural assistance of the one true living God. So if we truly root ourselves in God, I believe that that, that, the, that tied with the other things tied with the knowledge, tied with the mentorship, tied with consistency and execution, I believe that we can be catapulted um, and accelerated past what we're some many of those who we deem um, are successful in the world. It doesn't mean that we don't, that they don't deserve their, their success, but we are, we are the chosen of God. So uh, we should be ahead. And unfortunately, I've been seeing that we have not been as much, myself included. Wow. You have just given us so much wisdom, dropped so many nuggets today. And I mean, I myself, I'm over here encouraged. I'm more energized. And I hope that you all that's listening are as well. Um, definitely appreciate you always coming on and sharing your, your journey and your experience with us. So uh, for the people who want to connect with you, let them know how they can do that, where they can find you. And if you have anything coming up, let us know about it. Yeah, so you can connect with me by going to ajpitts, P-I-T-T-S dot TV forward slash connect. You can definitely connect with me and you'll find all things AJ Pitts. You will find things on the Magenta Madison brand studio. You can sign up for my empowerment writings. They're absolutely free. Um, they're called Dear Dope. Um, also coming up, I will be releasing in April um, my different and dope e-devotional, e -devotional, it is available right now for pre-order on ajpits.tv forward slash connect. You'll be able to see it's one of the, it's the second link, I believe. And um, even more um, importantly, I am excited about my divinely dope, the divinely dope Lux hoodie. Um, it is a wearable declaration of the divine dope that we all are in God. Um, you can check that out as well at ajpits.tv forward slash connect. It actually releases on my birthday. Um, in March. So um, by the time that this is released, it'll actually already officially be released. So definitely go to ajpits.tv forward slash connect, and you can connect with all things AJ Pitts there, inclusive of if you have a prayer request and you want your girl to pray for you, um, you can all, everything you will see at ajpits.tv forward slash connect. Awesome. I am excited about that. I can't wait to see the hoodie. Um, but definitely, guys, if you want to connect with AJ, make sure that you connect with her, follow with her. Um, and I am just excited about the conversation that we had today. Make sure, you know, as you're listening, that you take the information that you are receiving, take what you need and apply it to your life. Um, you know, we're not just here talking just for fun. We really want you to be edified and to be able to use this information to better your, your life and strengthen your faith. So again, AJ, thank you so much. All of you listening, thank you so much for tuning in and I will catch you all in the next episode. Thank you, Felicia, for having me. Thank you for tuning in to the Seek God Slay Goals podcast. Stay connected with us on Facebook and Instagram at Seek God Slay Goals. Thank you.